Section forty four of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book seven, chapter three. An onion. Grushenka lived in the busiest part of the town, near the cathedral square, in a small wooden lodge in the courtyard belonging to the house of the widow Morozov the house was a large stone building of two stories old and very ugly the widow led a secluded life with her two unmarried nieces who were also elderly women she had no need to let her lodge but every one knew that she had taken in grushenka as a lodger four years before solely to please her kinsman the merchant samsonov who was known to be the girl's protector it was said that the jealous old man's object in placing his favorite with the widow morozov was that the old woman should keep a sharp eye on her new lodger's conduct but this sharp eye soon proved to be unnecessary and in the end the widow morozov seldom met grushenka and did not worry her by looking after her in any way it is true that four years had passed since the old man had brought the slim delicate shy timid dreamy and sad girl of eighteen from the chief town of the province and much had happened since then little was known of the girl's history in the town and that little was vague nothing more had been learnt during the last four years even after many persons had become interested in the beautiful young woman into whom agrafena alexandrovna had meanwhile developed there were rumours that she had been at seventeen betrayed by some one some sort of officer and immediately afterwards abandoned by him the officer had gone away and afterwards married while grushenka had been left in poverty and disgrace it was said however that though grushenka had been raised from destitution by the old man samsonov she came of a respectable family belonging to the clerical class that she was the daughter of a deacon or something of the sort and now after four years the sensitive injured and pathetic little orphan had become a plump rosy beauty of the russian type a woman of bold and determined character proud and insolent she had a good head for business was acquisitive saving and careful and by fair means or foul had succeeded it was said in amassing a little fortune there was only one point on which all were agreed grushenka was not easily to be approached and except her aged protector there had not been one man who could boast of her favours during those four years it was a positive fact for there had been a good many especially during the last two years who had attempted to obtain those favours but all their efforts had been in vain and some of these suitors had been forced to beat an undignified and even comic retreat owing to the firm and ironical resistance they met from the strong-willed young person it was known too that the young person had especially of late been given to what is called speculation and that she had shown marked abilities in that direction so that many people began to say that she was no better than a jew it was not that she lent money on interest but it was known for instance that she had for some time past in partnership with old karamazov actually invested in the purchase of bad debts for a trifle a tenth of their nominal value and afterwards had made out of them ten times their value the old widower samsonov a man of large fortune was stingy and merciless 
he tyrannized over his grown-up sons but for the last year during which he had been ill and lost the use of his swollen legs he had fallen greatly under the influence of his protege whom he had at first kept strictly and in humble surroundings on lenten fair as the wits said at the time but grushenka had succeeded in emancipating herself while she established in him a boundless belief in her fidelity the old man now long since dead had had a large business in his day and was also a noteworthy character miserly and hard as flint though grushenka's hold upon him was so strong that he could not live without her it had been so especially for the last two years he did not settle any considerable fortune on her and would not have been moved to do so if she had threatened to leave him but he had presented her with a small sum and even that was a surprise to every one when it became known you are a wench with brains he said to her when he gave her eight thousand roubles and you must look after yourself but let me tell you that except your yearly allowance as before you'll get nothing more from me to the day of my death and i'll leave you nothing in my will either and he kept his word he died and left everything to his sons whom with their wives and children he had treated all his life as servants grushenka was not even mentioned in his will all this became known afterwards he helped grushenka with his advice to increase her capital and put business in her way when fyodor pavlovitch who first came into contact with grushenka over a piece of speculation ended to his own surprise by falling madly in love with her old samsonov gravely ill as he was was immensely amused it is remarkable that throughout their whole acquaintance grushenka was absolutely and spontaneously open with the old man and he seems to have been the only person in the world with whom she was so of late when dmitri too had come on the scene with his love the old man left off laughing on the contrary he once gave grushenka a stern and earnest piece of advice if you have to choose between the two father or son you'd better choose the old man if only you make sure the old scoundrel will marry you and settle some fortune on you beforehand but don't keep on with the captain you'll get no good out of that these were the very words of the old profligate who felt already that his death was not far off and who actually died five months later i will note too in passing that although many in our town knew of the grotesque and monstrous rivalry of the karamazovs father and son the object of which was grushenka scarcely any one understood what really underlay her attitude to both of them even grushenka's two servants after the catastrophe of which we will speak later testified in court that she received dmitri fyodorovitch simply from fear because he threatened to murder her these servants were an old cook invalidish and almost deaf who came from grushenka's old home and her granddaughter a smart young girl of twenty who performed the duties of a maid grushenka lived very economically and her surroundings were anything but luxurious her lodge consisted of three rooms furnished with mahogany furniture in the fashion of eighteen twenty belonging to her landlady 
it was quite dark when rakitin and alyosha entered her rooms yet they were not lighted up grushenka was lying down in her drawing-room on the big hard clumsy sofa with a mahogany back the sofa was covered with shabby and ragged leather under her head she had two white down pillows taken from her bed she was lying stretched out motionless on her back with her hands behind her head she was dressed as though expecting someone in a black silk dress with a dainty lace fichu on her head which was very becoming over her shoulders was thrown a lace shawl pinned with a massive gold brooch she certainly was expecting someone she lay as though impatient and weary her face rather pale and her lips and eyes hot restlessly tapping the arm of the sofa with the tip of her right foot the appearance of rakitin and alyosha caused a slight excitement from the hall they could hear grushenka leap up from the sofa and cry out in a frightened voice who's there but the maid met the visitors and at once called back to her mistress it's not he it's nothing only other visitors what can be the matter muttered rakitin leading alyosha into the drawing-room grushenka was standing by the sofa as though still alarmed a thick coil of her dark brown hair escaped from its lace covering and fell on her right shoulder but she did not notice it and did not put it back till she had gazed at her visitors and recognized them ah it's you rakitin you quite frightened me whom have you brought who is this with you good heavens you have brought him she exclaimed recognizing alyosha do send for candles said rakitin with the free and easy air of a most intimate friend who is privileged to give orders in the house candles of course candles fenya fetch him a candle well you have chosen a moment to bring him she exclaimed again nodding towards alyosha and turning to the looking-glass she began quickly fastening up her hair with both hands she seemed displeased haven't i managed to please you asked rakitin instantly almost offended you frightened me rakitin that's what it is grushenka turned with a smile to alyosha don't be afraid of me my dear alyosha you cannot think how glad i am to see you my unexpected visitor but you frightened me rakitin i thought it was mitya breaking in you see i deceived him just now i made him promise to believe me and i told him a lie i told him that i was going to spend the evening with my old man kuzma kuzmitch and should be there till late counting up his money i always spend one whole evening a week with him making up his accounts we lock ourselves in and he counts on the reckoning beads while i sit and put things down in the book i am the only person he trusts mitya believes that i am there but i came back and have been sitting locked in here expecting some news how was it fenya let you in fenya fenya run out to the gate open it and look about whether the captain is to be seen perhaps he is hiding and spying i am dreadfully frightened there's no one there agrafena alexandrovna i've just looked out i keep running to peep through the crack i am in fear and trembling myself are the shutters fastened fenya and we must draw the curtains that's better she drew the heavy curtains herself he'd rush in at once if he saw a light i am afraid of your brother mitya to-day alyosha 
grushenka spoke aloud and though she was alarmed she seemed very happy about something why are you so afraid of mitya to-day inquired rakitin i should have thought you were not timid with him you'd twist him round your little finger i tell you i am expecting news priceless news so i don't want mitya at all and he didn't believe i feel he didn't that i should stay at kuzma kuzmitch's he must be in his ambush now behind fyodor pavlovitch's in the garden watching for me and if he's there he won't come here so much the better but i really have been to kuzma kuzmitch's mitya escorted me there i told him i should stay there till midnight and i asked him to be sure to come at midnight to fetch me home he went away and i sat ten minutes with kuzma kuzmitch and came back here again Ugh, i was afraid i ran for fear of meeting him and why are you so dressed up what a curious cap you've got on how curious you are yourself rakitin i tell you i am expecting a message if the message comes i shall fly i shall gallop away and you will see no more of me that's why i am dressed up so as to be ready and where are you flying to if you know too much you'll get old too soon upon my word you are highly delighted i've never seen you like this before you are dressed up as if you were going to a ball rakitin looked her up and down much you know about balls and do you know much about them i have seen a ball the year before last kuzma kuzmitch's son was married and i looked on from the gallery do you suppose i want to be talking to you rakitin while a prince like this is standing here such a visitor alyosha my dear boy i gaze at you and can't believe my eyes good heavens can you have come here to see me to tell you the truth i never had a thought of seeing you and i didn't think that you would ever come and see me though this is not the moment now i am awfully glad to see you sit down on the sofa here that's right my bright young moon i really can't take it in even now eh rakitin if only you had brought him yesterday or the day before but i am glad as it is perhaps it's better he has come now at such a moment and not the day before yesterday she gaily sat down beside alyosha on the sofa looking at him with positive delight and she really was glad she was not lying when she said so her eyes glowed her lips laughed but it was a good-hearted merry laugh alyosha had not expected to see such a kind expression in her face he had hardly met her till the day before he had formed an alarming idea of her and had been horribly distressed the day before by the spiteful and treacherous trick she had played on katerina ivanovna he was greatly surprised to find her now altogether different from what he had expected and crushed as he was by his own sorrow his eyes involuntarily rested on her with attention her whole manner seemed changed for the better since yesterday there was scarcely any trace of that mawkish sweetness in her speech of that voluptuous softness in her movements everything was simple and good-natured her gestures were rapid direct confiding but she was greatly excited dear me how everything comes together to-day she chattered on again and why i am so glad to see you alyosha i couldn't say myself 
if you ask me i couldn't tell you come don't you know why you're glad said rakitin grinning you used to be always pestering me to bring him you'd some object i suppose i had a different object once but now that's over this is not the moment i say i want you to have something nice i am so good-natured now you sit down too rakitin why are you standing you've sat down already there's no fear of rakitin's forgetting to look after himself look alyosha he's sitting there opposite us so offended that i didn't ask him to sit down before you ugh rakitin is such a one to take offence laughed grushenka don't be angry rakitin i'm kind to-day why are you so depressed alyosha are you afraid of me she peeped into his eyes with merry mockery he's sad the promotion has not been given boomed rakitin what promotion his elder stinks what you're talking some nonsense you want to say something nasty be quiet you stupid let me sit on your knee alyosha like this she suddenly skipped forward and jumped laughing on his knee like a nestling kitten with her right arm around his neck i'll cheer you up my pious boy yes really will you let me sit on your knee you won't be angry if you tell me i'll get off alyosha did not speak he sat afraid to move he heard her words if you tell me i'll get off but he did not answer but there was nothing in his heart such as rakitin for instance watching him malignantly from his corner might have expected or fancied the great grief in his heart swallowed up every sensation that might have been aroused and if only he could have thought clearly at that moment he would have realized that he had now the strongest armor to protect him from every lust and temptation yet in spite of the vague irresponsiveness of his spiritual condition and the sorrow that overwhelmed him he could not help wondering at a new and strange sensation in his heart this woman this dreadful woman had no terror for him now none of that terror that had stirred in his soul at any passing thought of woman on the contrary this woman dreaded above all women sitting now on his knee holding him in her arms aroused in him now quite a different unexpected peculiar feeling a feeling of the intensest and purest interest without a trace of fear of his former terror that was what instinctively surprised him you've talked nonsense enough cried rakitin you'd much better give us some champagne you owe it me you know you do yes i really do do you know alyosha i promised him champagne on the top of everything if he'd bring you i'll have some too fenya fenya bring us the bottle mitya left look sharp though i am so stingy i'll stand a bottle not for you rakitin you're a toadstool but he is a falcon and though my heart is full of something very different so be it i'll drink with you i long for some dissipation but what is the matter with you and what is this message may i ask or is it a secret rakitin put in inquisitively doing his best to pretend not to notice the snubs that were being continually aimed at him Ech, it's not a secret and you know it too 
grushika said in a voice suddenly anxious turning her head towards rakitin and drawing a little away from alyosha though she still sat on his knee with her arm round his neck my officer is coming rakitin my officer is coming i heard he was coming but is he so near he is at Makro now he'll send a messenger from there so he wrote i got a letter from him to-day i am expecting the messenger every minute you don't say so why at Makro? that's a long story i've told you enough mitchell'll be up to something now i say does he know or doesn't he he know of course he doesn't if he knew there would be murder but i am not afraid of that now i am not afraid of his knife be quiet rakitin don't remind me of dmitri fyodorovitch he has bruised my heart and i don't want to think of that at this moment i can think of alyosha here i can look at alyosha smile at me dear cheer up smile at my foolishness at my pleasure ah he's smiling he's smiling how kindly he looks at me and you know alyosha i've been thinking all this time you were angry with me because of the day before yesterday because of that young lady i was a cur that's the truth but it's a good thing it happened so it was a horrid thing but a good thing too grushenka smiled dreamily and a little cruel line showed in her smile mitya told me that she screamed out that i ought to be flogged i did insult her dreadfully she sent for me she wanted to make a conquest of me to win me over with her chocolate no it's a good thing it did end like that she smiled again but i am still afraid of your being angry yes that's really true rakitin put in suddenly with genuine surprise alyosha she is really afraid of a chicken like you he is a chicken to you rakitin because you've no conscience that's what it is you see i love him with all my soul that's how it is alyosha do you believe i love you with all my soul ah you shameless woman she is making you a declaration alexey well what of it i love him and what about your officer and the priceless message from Macro? that is quite different that is a woman's way of looking at it don't you make me angry rakitin grushenka caught him up hotly this is quite different i love alyosha in a different way it's true alyosha i had sly designs on you before for i am a horrid violent creature but at other times i've looked upon you alyosha as my conscience i've kept thinking how any one like that must despise a nasty thing like me i thought that the day before yesterday as i ran home from the young ladies i have thought of you a long time in that way alyosha and mitya knows i've talked to him about it mitya understands would you believe it i sometimes look at you and feel ashamed utterly ashamed of myself and how and since when i began to think about you like that i can't say i don't remember fenya came in and put a tray with an uncorked bottle and three glasses of champagne on the table here's the champagne cried rakitin you're excited agrafena alexandrovna and not yourself when you've had a glass of champagne you'll be ready to dance 
yeah, they can't even do that properly he added looking at the bottle the old woman's poured it out in the kitchen and the bottle's been brought in warm and without a cork well let me have some anyway he went up to the table took a glass emptied it at one gulp and poured himself out another one doesn't often stumble upon champagne he said licking his lips now alyosha take a glass show what you can do what shall we drink to the gates of paradise take a glass grushenka you drink to the gates of paradise too what gates of paradise she took a glass alyosha took his tasted it and put it back no i'd better not he smiled gently and you bragged cried rakitin well if so i won't either chimed in grushenka i really don't want any you can drink the whole bottle alone rakitin if alyosha has some i will what touching sentimentality said rakitin tauntingly and she's sitting on his knee too he's got something to grieve over but what's the matter with you he is rebelling against his god and ready to eat sausage how so his elder died to-day father zassima the saint so father zassima is dead cried grushenka good god i did not know she crossed herself devoutly goodness what have i been doing sitting on his knee like this at such a moment she started up as though in dismay instantly slipped off his knee and sat down on the sofa alyosha bent a long wondering look upon her and a light seemed to dawn in his face rakitin he said suddenly in a firm and loud voice don't taunt me with having rebelled against god i don't want to feel angry with you so you must be kinder too i've lost a treasure such as you have never had and you cannot judge me now you had much better look at her do you see how she has pity on me i came here to find a wicked soul i felt drawn to evil because i was base and evil myself and i found a true sister i have found a treasure a loving heart she had pity on me just now agrafena alexandrovna i am speaking of you you've raised my soul from the depths alyosha's lips were quivering and he caught his breath she has saved you it seems laughed rakitin spitefully and she meant to get you in her clutches do you realize that stay rakitin grushenka jumped up hush both of you now i'll tell you all about it hush alyosha your words make me ashamed for i am bad and not good that's what i am and you hush rakitin because you are telling lies i had the low idea of trying to get him in my clutches but now you are lying now it's all different and don't let me hear anything more from you rakitin all this grushenka said with extreme emotion they are both crazy said rakitin looking at them with amazement i feel as though i were in a madhouse they're both getting so feeble they'll begin crying in a minute i shall begin to cry i shall repeated grushenka he called me his sister and i shall never forget that only let me tell you rakitin though i am bad i did give away an onion an onion hang it all you really are crazy rakitin wondered at their enthusiasm 
he was aggrieved and annoyed though he might have reflected that each of them was just passing through a spiritual crisis such as does not come often in a lifetime but though rakitin was very sensitive about everything that concerned himself he was very obtuse as regards the feelings and sensations of others partly from his youth and inexperience partly from his intense egoism you see alyosha grushenka turned to him with a nervous laugh i was boasting when i told rakitin i had given away an onion but it's not to boast i tell you about it it's only a story but it's a nice story i used to hear it when i was a child from matriona my cook who is still with me it's like this once upon a time there was a peasant woman and a very wicked woman she was and she died and did not leave a single good deed behind the devils caught her and plunged her into the lake of fire so her guardian angel stood and wondered what good deed of hers he could remember to tell to god she once pulled up an onion in her garden said he and gave it to a beggar woman and god answered you take that onion then hold it out to her in the lake and let her take hold and be pulled out and if you can pull her out of the lake let her come to paradise but if the onion breaks then the woman must stay where she is the angel ran to the woman and held out the onion to her come said he catch hold and i'll pull you out and he began cautiously pulling her out he had just pulled her right out when the other sinners in the lake seeing how she was being drawn out began catching hold of her so as to be pulled out with her but she was a very wicked woman and she began kicking them i'm to be pulled out not you it's my onion not yours as soon as she said that the onion broke and the woman fell into the lake and she is burning there to this day so the angel wept and went away so that's the story alyosha i know it by heart for i am that wicked woman myself i boasted to rakitin that i had given away an onion but to you i'll say i've done nothing but give away one onion all my life that's the only good deed i've done so don't praise me alyosha don't think me good i am bad i am a wicked woman and you make me ashamed if you praise me eh, i must confess everything listen alyosha i was so anxious to get hold of you that i promised rakitin twenty-five roubles if he would bring you to me stay rakitin wait she went with rapid steps to the table opened a drawer pulled out a purse and took from it a twenty-five rouble note what nonsense what nonsense cried rakitin disconcerted take it rakitin i owe it to you and there's no fear of your refusing it you asked for it yourself and she threw the note to him likely i should refuse it boomed rakitin obviously abashed but carrying off his confusion with a swagger that will come in very handy fools are made for wise men's profit and now hold your tongue rakitin what i am going to say now is not for your ears sit down in that corner and keep quiet you don't like us so hold your tongue what should i like you for rakitin snarled not concealing his ill-humour he put the twenty-five rouble note in his pocket and he felt ashamed at alyosha's seeing it he had reckoned on receiving his payment later without alyosha's knowing of it and now feeling ashamed he lost his temper 
till that moment he had thought it discreet not to contradict grushenka too flatly in spite of her snubbing since he had something to get out of her but now he too was angry one loves people for some reason but what have either of you done for me you should love people without a reason as alyosha does how does he love you how has he shown it that you make such a fuss about it grushenka was standing in the middle of the room she spoke with heat and there were hysterical notes in her voice hush rakitin you know nothing about us and don't dare to speak to me like that again how dare you be so familiar sit in that corner and be quiet as though you were my footman and now alyosha i'll tell you the whole truth that you may see what a wretch i am i am not talking to rakitin but to you i wanted to ruin you alyosha that's the holy truth i quite meant to i wanted to so much that i bribed rakitin to bring you and why did i want to do such a thing you knew nothing about it alyosha you turned away from me if you passed me you dropped your eyes and i've looked at you a hundred times before to-day i began asking every one about you your face haunted my heart he despises me i thought he won't even look at me and i felt it so much at last that i wondered at myself for being so frightened of a boy i'll get him in my clutches and laugh at him i was full of spite and anger would you believe it nobody here dares talk or think of coming to agrafena alexandrovna with any evil purpose old kuzma is the only man i have anything to do with here i was bound and sold to him satan brought us together but there has been no one else but looking at you i thought i'll get him in my clutches and laugh at him you see what a spiteful cur i am and you called me your sister and now that man who wronged me has come i sit here waiting for a message from him and do you know what that man has been to me five years ago when kuzma brought me here i used to shut myself up that no one might have sight or sound of me i was a silly slip of a girl i used to sit here sobbing i used to lie awake all night thinking where is he now the man who wronged me he is laughing at me with another woman most likely if only i could see him if i could meet him again i'd pay him out i'd pay him out at night i used to lie sobbing into my pillow in the dark and i used to brood over it i used to tear my heart on purpose and gloat over my anger i'll pay him out i'll pay him out that's what i used to cry out in the dark and when i suddenly thought that i should really do nothing to him and that he was laughing at me then or perhaps had utterly forgotten me i would fling myself on the floor melt into helpless tears and lie there shaking till dawn in the morning i would get up more spiteful than a dog ready to tear the whole world to pieces and then what do you think i began saving money i became hard-hearted grew stout grew wiser would you say no no one in the whole world sees it no one knows it but when night comes on i sometimes lie as i did five years ago when i was a silly girl clenching my teeth and crying all night thinking i'll pay him out i'll pay him out do you hear well then now you understand me a month ago a letter came to me he was coming he was a widower he wanted to see me it took my breath away then i suddenly thought 
if he comes and whistles to call me i shall creep back to him like a beaten dog i couldn't believe myself am i so abject shall i run to him or not and i've been in such a rage with myself all this month that i am worse than i was five years ago do you see now alyosha what a violent vindictive creature i am i have shown you the whole truth i played with mitya to keep me from running to that other hush rakitin it's not for you to judge me i am not speaking to you before you came in i was lying here waiting brooding deciding my whole future life and you can never know what was in my heart yes alyosha tell your young lady not to be angry with me for what happened the day before yesterday nobody in the whole world knows what i am going through now and no one ever can know for perhaps i shall take a knife with me to-day i can't make up my mind and at this tragic phrase grushenka broke down hid her face in her hands flung herself on the sofa pillows and sobbed like a little child alyosha got up and went to rakitin misha he said don't be angry she wounded you but don't be angry you heard what she said just now you mustn't ask too much of human endurance one must be merciful alyosha said this at the instinctive prompting of his heart he felt obliged to speak and he turned to rakitin if rakitin had not been there he would have spoken to the air but rakitin looked at him ironically and alyosha stopped short you were so primed up with your elders teaching last night that now you have to let it off on me alexey man of god said rakitin with a smile of hatred don't laugh rakitin don't smile don't talk of the dead he was better than anyone in the world cried alyosha with tears in his voice i don't speak to you as a judge but as the lowest of the judged what am i beside her i came here seeking my ruin and said to myself what does it matter in my cowardliness but she after five years in torment as soon as anyone says a word from the heart to her it makes her forget everything forgive everything in her tears the man who has wronged her has come back he sends for her and she forgives him everything and hastens joyfully to meet him and she won't take a knife with her she won't no i am not like that i don't know whether you are misha but i am not like that it's a lesson to me she is more loving than we have you heard her speak before of what she has just told us no you haven't if you had you'd have understood her long ago and the person insulted the day before yesterday must forgive her too she will when she knows and she shall know this soul is not yet at peace with itself one must be tender with it there may be a treasure in that soul alyosha stopped because he caught his breath in spite of his ill-humour rakitin looked at him with astonishment he had never expected such a tirade from the gentle alyosha she's found someone to plead her cause why are you in love with her agrafena alexandrovna our monks really in love with you you've made a conquest he cried with a coarse laugh 
grushenka lifted her head from the pillow and looked at alyosha with a tender smile shining on her tear-stained face let him alone alyosha my cherub you see what he is he is not a person for you to speak to mihail osipovitch she turned to rakitin i meant to beg your pardon for being rude to you but now i don't want to alyosha come to me sit down here she beckoned to him with a happy smile that's right sit here tell me she took him by the hand and peeped into his face smiling tell me do i love that man or not the man who wronged me do i love him or not before you came i lay here in the dark asking my heart whether i loved him decide for me alyosha the time has come it shall be as you say am i to forgive him or not but you have forgiven him already said alyosha smiling yes i really have forgiven him grushenka murmured thoughtfully what an abject heart to my abject heart she snatched up a glass from the table emptied it at a gulp lifted it in the air and flung it on the floor the glass broke with a crash a little cruel line came into her smile perhaps i haven't forgiven him though she said with a sort of menace in her voice and she dropped her eyes to the ground as though she were talking to herself perhaps my heart is only getting ready to forgive i shall struggle with my heart you see alyosha i've grown to love my tears in these five years perhaps i only love my resentment not him well i shouldn't care to be in his shoes hissed rakitin well you won't be rakitin you'll never be in his shoes you shall black my shoes rakitin that's the place you are fit for you'll never get a woman like me and he won't either perhaps won't he then why are you dressed up like that said rakitin with a venomous sneer don't taunt me with dressing up rakitin you don't know all that is in my heart if i choose to tear off my finery i'll tear it off at once this minute she cried in a resonant voice you don't know what that finery is for rakitin perhaps i shall see him and say have you ever seen me look like this before he left me a thin consumptive cry-baby of seventeen i'll sit by him fascinate him and work him up do you see what i am like now i'll say to him well and that's enough for you my dear sir there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip that may be what the finery is for rakitin grushenka finished with a malicious laugh i'm violent and resentful alyosha i'll tear off my finery i'll destroy my beauty i'll scorch my face slash it with a knife and turn beggar if i choose i won't go anywhere now to see anyone if i choose i'll send kuzma back all he has ever given me to-morrow and all his money and i'll go out charring for the rest of my life you think i wouldn't do it rakitin that i would not dare to do it i would i would i could do it directly only don't exasperate me and i'll send him about his business i'll snap my fingers in his face he shall never see me again she uttered the last words in an hysterical scream but broke down again hid her face in her hands buried it in the pillow and shook with sobs rakitin got up 
it's time we were off he said it's late we shall be shut out of the monastery grushenka leapt up from her place surely you don't want to go alyosha she cried in mournful surprise what are you doing to me you stirred up my feeling tortured me and now you'll leave me to face this night alone he can hardly spend the night with you though if he wants to let him i'll go alone rakitin scoffed jeeringly hush evil tongue grushenka cried angrily at him you never said such words to me as he has come to say what has he said to you so special asked rakitin irritably i can't say i don't know i don't know what he said to me it went straight to my heart he has wrung my heart he is the first the only one who has pitied me that's what it is why did you not come before you angel she fell on her knees before him as though in a sudden frenzy i've been waiting all my life for someone like you i knew that someone like you would come and forgive me i believed that nasty as i am someone would really love me not only with a shameful love what have i done to you answered alyosha bending over her with a tender smile and gently taking her by the hands i only gave you an onion nothing but a tiny little onion that was all he was moved to tears himself as he said it at that moment there was a sudden noise in the passage someone came into the hall grushenka jumped up seeming greatly alarmed fenya ran noisily into the room crying out mistress mistress darling a messenger has galloped up she cried breathless and joyful a carriage from mockro for you timofey the driver with three horses they're just putting in fresh horses a letter here's the letter mistress a letter was in her hand and she waved it in the air all the while she talked grushenka snatched the letter from her and carried it to the candle it was only a note a few lines she read it in one instant he has sent for me she cried her face white and distorted with a wan smile he whistles crawl back little dog but only for one instant she stood as though hesitating suddenly the blood rushed to her head and sent a glow to her cheeks i will go she cried five years of my life good-bye good-bye alyosha my fate is sealed go go leave me all of you don't let me see you again grushenka is flying to a new life don't you remember evil against me either rakitin i may be going to my death Ugh, i feel as though i were drunk she suddenly left them and ran into her bedroom well she has no thoughts for us now grumbled rakitin let's go or we may hear that feminine shriek again i am sick of all these tears and cries alyosha mechanically let himself be led out in the yard stood a covered cart horses were being taken out of the shafts men were running to and fro with a lantern three fresh horses were being led in at the open gate but when alyosha and rakitin reached the bottom of the steps grushenka's bedroom window was suddenly opened and she called in a ringing voice after alyosha alyosha give my greetings to your brother mitya and tell him not to remember evil against me though i have brought him misery and tell him too 
in my words grushenka has fallen to a scoundrel and not to you noble heart and add too that grushenka loved him only one hour only one short hour she loved him so let him remember that hour all his life say grushenka tells you to she ended in a voice full of sobs the window was shut with a slam <laughs> growled rakitin laughing she murders your brother mitya and then tells him to remember it all his life what ferocity alyosha made no reply he seemed not to have heard he walked fast beside rakitin as though in a terrible hurry he was lost in thought and moved mechanically rakitin felt a sudden twinge as though he had been touched on an open wound he had expected something quite different by bringing grushenka and alyosha together something very different from what he had hoped for had happened he is a pole that officer of hers he began again restraining himself and indeed he is not an officer at all now he served in the customs in siberia somewhere on the chinese frontier some puny little beggar of a pole i expect lost his job they say he's heard now that grushenka's saved a little money so he's turned up again that's the explanation of the mystery again alyosha seemed not to hear rakitin could not control himself well so you've saved the sinner he laughed spitefully have you turned the magdalen into the true path driven out the seven devils eh so you see the miracles you were looking out for just now have come to pass hush rakitin alyosha answered with an aching heart so you despise me now for those twenty-five roubles i've sold my friend you think but you are not christ you know and i am not judas oh rakitin i assure you i'd forgotten about it cried alyosha you remind me of it yourself but this was the last straw for rakitin damnation take you all and each of you he cried suddenly why the devil did i take you up i don't want to know you from this time forward go alone there's your road and he turned abruptly into another street leaving alyosha alone in the dark alyosha came out of the town and walked across the fields to the monastery End of section forty four